Welcome to the Dear NICU Mama podcast. Our mission is to connect the past and the present NICU mom by bringing them out of isolation and into a sisterhood of women who can stand alongside each other as we heal and grow both in and out of the NICU. Our hope is that through interviews with trauma-informed medical and maternal mental health experts and vulnerable stories from NICU mamas themselves, that you would feel connected to the Dear NICU Mama Sisterhood around the world. So, whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago, or whether you find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Dear NICU Mama podcast. It's your hosts, Martha and... Ashley. I had to like do some mouth breathing off to the side before I came <laughs> over. Um, I'm sick, everybody. I was like, either she's about to cough or she's just taking a deep breath. I know. I know. I will try not to like sniffle and cough directly into this microphone today. I will do my best. Um, do you remember? I don't remember what episode it was, but I was also very sick. And the did I send you the the screenshot of how many times I had to edit out sniffles? Oh no! Um, oh, no so I'm used to it. That. So if I have to do that for you, I'm a pro at editing out boogers. Well, that's so. good. I'm gonna try my best not to because I really don't want you to have to do that. But yes. Oh my gosh, you are you are an angel sent from above. How are you feeling, Ashley? You know, I'm feeling good. Uh, my dog is now on Weight Watchers Puppy Edition. Yep. Uh, she's yep. a little bit, she's a little bit chunky, so she's on a regimen that honestly I should probably be on as well. Um, she, she now needs to eat green beans. So, right. uh, you yep. know, we're getting, we're getting through, but I just find it hilarious that she's on Weight Watchers. They also took a before picture today. I think that's going to be hilarious. Just, I can't wait to see I the after. Oh, like also like to me, she also is, your dog is a Bernie's mountain dog, so she's covered in hair. So part of me is like, how will the... Will the picture right? show a lot of difference or? I know. I was wondering that too. And honestly, I feel like a really bad pet owner because I was no. like, she's how much overweight? But I just thought that her breed was just big. She's like, a giant I feel dog. Very, she's a giant dog. But And yeah, her hair is so deceiving. And then she had a blowout yesterday at the at the groomer. So like she's just a fluff ball. So yeah. I just thought it was just her hair. But it, she's a little chunky. Oh, so. Well, she'll find, she'll find her, her right balance for her. Whatever works for her, oh uh, boy. Well, today um, we are having part two of an episode with a beloved mother, a team member of us, <laughs> uh, a NICU mama, um, an angel from heaven, um, Camille. Welcome back, Camille. We're so glad that you're here. Hey, I am super glad to be here. We have angels from heaven here today is what it sounds yes. like. It, we're <laughs> and also sniffles. Heaven. So Ashley, you might have to times two sniffles. So we're really putting like you on I the said, spot. I'm, yes. I'm a pro. I can do that. And yours are, yours are pollen related, correct? Yes. Yeah. No, Texas, they're all, act, all the trees are actively trying to kill us over here right. in Texas. So right. that's right. where I'm at. <laughs> I got it. I is got it bad it. that I'm kind of jealous? I don't oh, like that your trees is, that is your trees have things to try and kill us with. Ours are just sad, and there's just snow everywhere, and we're supposed to get four to seven more inches of it today. So, jeez, oh no, our whole like our horizon, our atmosphere is just a yellow hue. Oh my so gosh, it's, yeah, our cars are full of yellow. The ground is yellow. That's my hair is yellow gosh. when I walk outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's rough. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, I'm glad that you survived the 
a horrific attack by the trees um, and we're <laughs> able to come here today. Um, so everybody listening, um, we hope that you understand that we are in different places with our health and well-being today. Uh, and I hope that you are too, wherever you're at in your this journey of cold and flu season and spring pollen season and nearing the end of the school year. Please know that we see you. And we know how hard it is to be a parent in the year of our Lord 2023. And we are with you. <laughs> we truly are. Well, and if you did not have a chance to listen to part one, we will link it in the show notes. Um, part one was such a beautiful story of sweet Owen and his TDH diagnosis and NICU journey and um, who he is today. And our whole season six is all about growing our families after NICU. And we have the honor today of hearing about Camille's family building journey post NICU. She is now mama to two. She delivered Luke. Um, how old is Luke now? He is. Oh gosh. Remember I told you not to ask me math next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is uh, 19 months. Oh, Holy cow. 20. What is? Oh, is he 20 months? I think he's 20 months now yeah <laughs> that's wild first of all um his mullet is my favorite yeah, thank you. um <laughs> so we're really excited yes we're really excited to hear about your family building journey and what it was like to be pregnant after your experience with owen and what it's like to now be on the other side of pregnancy and delivery and have two rambunctious beautiful boys so yeah. we're so excited to have you back and to hear more about your story yes thank and you. 10 out of 10 would encourage you to go look at the pictures associated with this episode because these two little boys are they make this cute little gang they look like these little old men they are so adorable i have thought that since the day they were born they are so cute i can't even stand it so cute thank you so stinking cute well, maybe uh, to start today, let's just talk a little bit. We'll kind of pick up where we left off. So Owen graduated the NICU. He was home. You guys were adjusting to life as a family. And I would just love to start off this episode by asking you, you know, after your experience with Owen, did you guys talk at all about if you wanted to have more kids? Um, and how did you feel about that in some of those early conversations? After having Owen, we weren't, we weren't sure if we were going to have kids um we took a long time in even thinking about it and even thinking about growing our family just because the whole NICU experience was long and we needed to focus on Owen and his complexities when he came home Mm -hmm. so we did not have a lot of space to think about it in the beginning once we brought him home Um, we also just weren't sure if we were to have another kid, if they would also have a congenital defect. Mm -hmm. It's not likely that they would, but it does happen. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was just another thing that we had to think about was, could this happen again? Um, and that was a really, really scary thought. So it took us a long time before we sort of opened that space for each other to, talk about um having a kid and the potential of bringing a sibling into this craziness Mm -hmm. I remember when you found out that you were pregnant um again could you talk a little bit about what that was like and how you found out and how you felt when it happened 
So, uh, Luke was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> um, we, like I said, so, so we did talk about having a kid, but we never closed the door. We left it open. Um, and he just kind of came as a surprise. He wasn't really planned, but, um, I actually found out that I was pregnant like two days before Owen's second birthday. Second birthday? First birthday. First birthday. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So it was, it was really, really closely after I had a ton of mixed emotions. I was a surprised. Uh, so it was Jacques, and B, I was excited because you're bringing life into this world, and um, we love each other, and we had all those possible, like ideal possibilities of our family being a family of four. Mm-hmm. Um, but then C, it was a really daunting emotion of. Mm-hmm what do we do now? Um, again, bringing in those conversations of, could they also have a congenital defect? Could we be in the NICU again? What's it like going to be, or what's it like going to have a sibling um, like Owen who has this complexity? How are we going to manage the two of them? Um, We just weren't really sure what it was going to be like um, having another kid. And, Admittedly, I was just very, very um, scared and concerned, mm-hmm. which I feel, you know, rightfully so. We we just got yeah. through this whole experience, um, but I was, I was, it was a duality of emotions, just like we talk about all the time. So happy, but I think fear sort of, unfortunately, it did overtake um, that experience mm-hmm. in the very beginning. Right. And, you know, how were your pregnancies different? Were you able to kind of like see your pregnancies as two different pregnancies or did it feel like you were kind of in a similar place as you were with Owen? The pregnancies felt very much the same. So when I first, when I first found out that I was pregnant with Luke, I had just started to feel like I was recovering from my place with Owen. So I just felt like Mm -hmm. I was kind of coming out of the pregnancy fog, the NICU Mm -hmm. fog, the new parent fog. I was kind of sort of sleeping through the night again. Um, (laughs) And I, being pregnant with Luke, it just kind of felt like I was thrown back into what it was like being pregnant with Owen. So it was Mm -hmm. really, really difficult to separate the two pregnancies I would say up until the 20 week anatomy scan. Mm. Um, when we got to the 20 week anatomy scan with Luke, we found out that he did not have any congenital di- like he did not have a congenital diaphragm- diaphragmatic hernia. He was picture perfect at 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I could sort of separate the two pregnancies. Um, but I think just mentally and emotionally, I was still very much connected to what I had gone through with Owen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause it really, it hadn't been that much earlier and your body obviously still remembered, you know, it, the experience of being pregnant 
is so tied to those memories. So even things that would be quote unquote normal, you know, I could see how that would, it's all interwoven in your experience. Right. And because too, Owen's pregnancy was normal for the most part. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Owen was closely monitored, but I wasn't. Yeah. Being pregnant with Luke, everything was normal still. So there wasn't like this big drastic change in my pregnancy sure. besides the fact that Luke was healthy. Um Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a question on there, but I wonder, you know, how do you navigate that feeling of uh, because there's you're two they're two boys they're two so they're different kids they're different pregnancies they're different experiences but one was obviously far more complex and had a lot of weight to it and the other one was more traditional in the sense of how you would expect a pregnancy to go hopefully to the end um how do you handle like the comparison between those two experiences you know what I mean I always think about this with with multiples or with siblings that are close together right they're different but um you also don't want to consider them differently or I don't know if there's like a wave of like guilt or or feelings about how those differences sit next to each other. Does that make sense? It does. No, it totally does. And I definitely have these overwhelming feelings of guilt sometimes. For instance, even, even today, you know, when Luke gets sick versus Owen getting sick. Yep. Mm -hmm. I have a lot more anxiety when Owen gets sick. Um, mm-hmm. I immediately start thinking, where's the closest ER? You know, I, I get the little pulse socks out. I check his, his O2. Um, I check his heart rate, count his breaths. Yep. I get on the phone with the CDH team. I get very, very anxious when Owen is sick. It's gotten better over time, but still the anxiety is a little bit higher than when Luke gets sick, which I feel really guilty about but Luke doesn't have the little lung. Um, yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean I love him any less or the of care course. for him would be less. Mm-hmm. It's just this internal anxiety that I have. I feel a little bit more for Owen than I do for Luke. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense. That makes a lot of sense to me, Martha. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you said, it's it's reasonable and it seems like, you know, the crux of it is they're two different kids. So you're going to parent them different no matter what anyway. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that, that seems like where the kind of compassion and grace comes from too, for yourself. Right. Yeah, it does. I hope you're giving yourself compassion. Otherwise I'll drive (laughs) over there. Camille. I know that's what I always preach too. Right. You know, give yourself grace, be compassionate. Um, But I, I, I try it's, it's gotten better yeah. over time and it always will, I feel like, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, when they're sick, when they're si- when your kids are sick, it's hard, but I feel oh, like yeah. that is the main difference. I feel, yeah, I feel between the two is just when they're sick. Yeah. Other than that, it's personalities. Like, like you said, yeah. you just yes. manage them in different oh, yeah. ways, <laughs> but the sick pieces is, is sort of where I feel the difference. Well, and, you know, one question I have, and I don't think this is on the sheet either, but, you know, sometimes with some of our moms who do have monically complex kids, the thought of 
the capacity to have another one feels really overwhelming. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I'm already such a full-time 24-7, you know, mom and advocate and medical caregiver to my child. Like, would I have enough capacity to be a parent to another child? So, you know, how did you process just knowing that you were bringing another one into the family and how did you kind of work through some of those capacity questions of, can I do this? The the thing that stands out the most is we got through it with Owen. And so we got through this very traumatic experience. We had this very complex situation and we got through it together. So it feels like the hardest, most imaginable, unimaginable thing that could happen to a couple, that could happen to a parent, that could happen to a family, we experienced it and we got through it together. And so that was my relief and bringing another kid into it because we that is actually something we did talk about you know what if luke does have congenital diaphragmatic hernia or what if he does have a congenital disease that puts him in the NICU and we have to do this all over again you know jacques and i talked about that and we were like if it happens it happens and we get through it again yeah and uh, luckily we didn't but you know, Owen is always our grace. Like he, if we could get it, if we could get through it before we could, we could get through it again. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really love that too. Cause it's kind of like, you know, you're doing the, you have all of the evidence you, you could possibly ask for that you can survive it. Right. Like mm-hmm. you did like the extreme case study of childbirth <laughs> and, and Nikki stay and you did it and you survived and, I, that's such an important reminder for people but I mean obviously it's hard it doesn't feel good right it's not fun <laughs> but um you have the information you need in terms to to kind of bolster yourself and and know that you are capable for sure mm-hmm. yeah I wonder how you you know we talked a little bit on your last episode about um postpartum depression and anxiety and mental health knowing that that was kind of clearly you were still in the window of that experience in a lot of ways, like you mentioned, how did you approach your mental health and take care of your mental health during that time frame? That's a really great question. I kept up with my psychiatrist and I kept up with my therapist. One of, I, this is like, it's all bringing it back, right? Like I've yeah, buried, yeah. I've suppressed all of this now. Um, <laughs> One of the other fears that I really, really had when I found out that I was pregnant with Owen or with Luke was I did not want to go back there. I did not want to have Mm -hmm. postpartum depression again. I did not Mm -hmm. want to be in that mental state because again, like I sort of felt like I was kind of coming out of that. And then Mm -hmm. here I am pregnant again. I, that's what I remember a lot of was just being terrified that I was going to go back into that hole. Um, but I had, I got the support that I needed uh, for my postpartum after having Owen. I got in a good, I had a good regimen going. I had a good psychiatrist. And so when I got pregnant with Luke, I was 100% transparent with them. I learned 
through my postpartum to be transparent with them. Like you can't keep secrets with them because they're trying to help you and they need to have all the information in order to support you the best way. So Mm -hmm. that's what I really did is, is I kept up with my psychiatrist and my therapist and, you know, I tried to sleep as much as I could because sleep is so, so important when Mm -hmm. you've experienced depression and anxiety so we really tried to to help me sleep through the night whether that was tag teaming who was taking care of owen um which i did for the most part until i got very very pregnant had to pee every five seconds which i will (laughs) say you have to do at like 20 weeks for your second kid like it just hits you even faster that pelvic floor man oh yeah yeah. (laughs) i think that's all really wise and also kind of part of it is having a plan, right? Like this is what I know mm-hmm. for this time around. Like you said, I so identify with that Camille. Like that's like my most terrifying feeling about like ever having another child again. It's like, I really don't want to go to like those back to those Sylvia Plath days, but yeah. it's that reminder yeah. of even having the, um, the understanding of how far you've come mm-hmm. and having the support system already makes, it already gets you like 50% of the way there. You know what I mean? Not that it's not hard work, but the plan itself is part of the work too. Um, yeah. So good for you for doing all that. Thanks. I mean, I think it also just speaks to what we go through and what we can accomplish during that first pregnancy or during that complex NICU type era. Yep. That's all brand new to us. And so we may not even be thinking about that, right? Like I was not thinking about building a support system. But during that second pregnancy, I realized I did have a support system. I did have a game plan of protecting my mental health and supporting myself. Um, So, yeah, that's a really Mm -hmm. good point. Mm -hmm. So go, Camille. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a a team effort. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, and as you've been talking, too, I I kind of hear you often saying we. Mm -hmm. And I love that, you know, with both of your pregnancies and deliveries, it's you and you know, you and Jock were so connected and so much on the same team. And I think that's really important, too, of like, you know, bringing your partner in and having them be a part of that. And um, I think it's evident today just that you guys have truly walked through these things together hand in hand. And I think that's just stunning and beautiful. So bravo to the two of you as well. Thank (laughs) you. He'll be so happy to hear this because he was giving me a little grief about the first episode. He was like, you don't talk about me. I was like, are you serious? Is this your Well, we could talk about his mustache. Should we talk about his mustache on here? Seriously, this cute little artsy boy. I'm all about it. Okay, let's make sure that it's a mustache beard thing because if you say mustache, he's going to shave off the beard part. We don't need to see that. I love you, but we don't need to see that. We don't want to see that. I love it. Oh, my God. So funny. So when it was time to deliver Luke, what was his birth experience like and how did it feel different than Owen's? Girl, it was so different. Um, (laughs) Luke decided he was going to be a little early. He was 36 weeks early, like 36, four. So almost to the 37 mark, which would have made him medically full term. Um, but he was a really big baby and, you know, I, he was very heavy and 
I remember <laughs> researching the night because you're always on Google, right? Is it just me yeah. or is everyone always on Google? No, you know you shouldn't be, but we still know, do it. We I do know. it. We all do it. I remember a nurse telling me that when we found out about Owen, they're like, just just don't go to Google. And what do you do? Like, come on. Anyway. <laughs> so I got on Google because like I can't like I feel really nauseous. And, you know, my palms are kind of like sweaty and I just wasn't feeling good. So I Googled, can your water break in your sleep? And then at like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., my water broke. No way. No. The night that I did the Google. So the universe was listening. um, And so was Um, Luke. Yep. And I, yeah, my water broke and, which was different because with Owen, they popped it on accident. Um, <laughs> this was Luke and intentional, but I had to go and tell Shock, you know, hey, so my water broke. Just a totally like, normal experience, which is again totally different. Wasn't an induction, and it was still thirty six weeks, which was like, eh, it was kind of scary. But anyway, um, we went to the hospital. I immediately started having contractions. It was so painful. It was like every three minutes. I was scheduled to have a C-section anyway, um, but it turned into an emergency C-section still because I was, my water broke and I was having contractions contractions, and I wasn't dilating. Um, so it still turned into an emergency C-section, but it was so calm. Like mm. they didn't make it out like it was an emergency but that wasn't bad. Like, it was just, like, a calm sort of, this is what we have to do now. And it was a different hospital. It was a smaller hospital. They wheeled me to my room. They still had time to give me a, you know, one of those pain shots. <laughs> I forget what it's called. Um, epidural? Thank you. No. Yes. The oh, epidural. Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. 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 I like pain um, shot better. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> yeah, me too. It makes more sense, right? Um, so... Yeah, and then they took me to the OR, and there were, like, four or five people in the room, y'all. Like, four or five. I was looking around, kind of wondering where everyone else was, because with Owen, there were 20 people in the room that all introduced (laughs) themselves, by the way. I... That's nice, but I'm 20 people. (laughs) And then it was just four people or five, like I said. And yeah, it was just a totally different experience. Um, The OR was quieter. The C-section was still painful. (laughs) Like that's nothing that's (laughs) really exciting. But just like the birth itself was just so different, you know, when he was born, I could see him. You know, yeah. they brought him to my face so I could, you know, give him a little kiss before they took him um, and got him all cleaned up. But, yeah, with Owen, I didn't even see him. They just, you know, took him right away and got him all intubated. And Luke, I got to see his little face. I got to see Jacques cry. As, you know, he got to also give him a kiss. And, and yeah, and then they took him and, like, two other people left. And then I think we were left with, like, three 
hired two doctors at that point, and they sewed me up and took me back to my room. It was just, it was totally, totally different. Yeah. Did you feel like, oh, where are you guys going? Is it, is it just us now? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I felt like. I was like, are we done? Like where? Because yeah. it, it got so quiet. I, I feel yeah. like with Owen, there was so much noise going on. Everyone yeah. was talking. Everyone had a job. So they were just all talking to each other. Machines were going off. My machines, Luke's machines, or Owen's machines. And then with Luke, it was just... Maybe his crying was the loudest thing in the room. And with Owen, Owen couldn't even cry. Like, they didn't want him to cry because of the pulmonary hypertension. Um, But with Luke, he could cry. And he think, like I said, he was like the loudest thing in the the operating room. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But then when they left, I was like, where are you guys going? (laughs) Come back. It's it's so quiet now. Well, and if this question is weird, we don't have to... (laughs) include it but I do have one question Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I'll phrase it right but you know one thing that we sometimes think or we hear often talked about in like our support group is that if we have a quote normal birth it'll kind of like make up for everything that happened with our other kids or it'll make the pain of our other birth experiences go away because we'll kind of have this like almost redemption birth or redemption experience And I wonder if you could share a little bit about like, you know, you had a more normal birth, you've had a more traumatic birth, but how, you know, I don't even know how to ask this, right? But like, did it fix how you felt about your other birth or, you know, you know what I'm asking? Like, I, I I don't know if I'm asking that right. I think the other thing too is it kind of plays with this idea. I'm sure we've all had this, like you have like a traumatic experience and people are say you've had that experience and someone might say probably a baby boomer. Well, you can always have <laughs> another one. You'll just try again right. and it'll, yeah. it somehow will negate everything Fix that happened. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, had, did you hear those comments? Did you have any kind of processing about that, that, that feeling or that concept afterwards? I definitely heard those comments after I had Owen you know, yeah. it was mm-hmm. people would say, well, it's not going to happen again. You know, n- next pregnancy, yeah. or, you know, don't. Oh, yeah. They oh, would tell sure. me, don't be afraid to have kids. That was always mm-hmm. a thing. Don't let this, oh, great. this thing Thank that you. happened, you know, don't let this thing that happened stop you from having more because kids are such right. a blessing. I'm like, yes, they are. Right. <laughs> but let's focus on <laughs> right. this one. And, that right. Because you're just like, like, if you don't have more kids, then you're, that's a comment that you think children are terrible. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, but no, I do understand your question. In reflecting on the two different experiences, one, you know, Luke's didn't change Owen's experience. I think by even asking that question, you sort of help me reflect and solidify that they were two different pregnancies they were two different birthing experiences they're two different boys (laughs) um Mm -hmm. luke's didn't make up for owen Mm. and i don't 
I don't want it to because yeah. Owen is such a miracle. And I think like yeah. his birth, as crazy as it was, as life-threatening as it was, without him being the bo- born the way that he was like in the medical intervention and the help that we got, he wouldn't be here today. Yeah. And that's why I say I wouldn't change his birth, his experience. Luke's was just different. It was special in its own right. I was in a much better place. I was more relaxed. Um, but they were both just, they are both totally special because they're both yeah. special kids. And yeah. I don't know if that helps answer it, but that's that's at least like yeah. my experience between the two. Right. No, I'm like crying over here. <laughs> that's such a beautiful answer. Well, and so honoring of, of both of your birth experiences. Um, I know we're going to be touching on this on our social media in the upcoming months, but Sometimes we see our traumatic births as like problematic or we kind of look at them with the lens of like sympathy and like, you know, we just kind of have this taste in our mouth of like, oh, if I could just experience a normal, beautiful, happy birth, then this will all feel better. This will all be better. But really acknowledging that like both types of birth, all types of birth stories are unique and special because it brings our kids into the world. Right. And so, you know, I love that you articulated that so well and how honoring for both of your kids that you have space to honor both of their stories. I That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, no, it, it takes a lot of reflection. And I think, I mean, I, you there are questions that people ask or there are ways that people ask like you just did that helped me reflect in in that way that I maybe hadn't really thought about so job well done I appreciate it it helped me heal just a little bit right now (laughs) I love you me too well and you know for moms that are either considering growing their family or have a oh we're pregnant type of experience (laughs) you know looking back on your journey what are some things that just helped you I know you mentioned like staying in touch with your psychiatrist having that support system you know preparing giving yourself the tools that you maybe wish you would have had you know your first pregnancy and that kind of thing but what words of encouragement and hope would you offer them um, as they maybe embark on another pregnancy post-NICU? Your babies are different, and so you're going to carry them a different way. What you went through was awful. Like, it was not, it's nothing to make light of or say it wasn't hard or it could have been worse um, because in those moments it did feel like the worst thing that could have happened but if you get pregnant again if you're able to or if you want to um, it's going to be a different experience it's not going to be the same it's just it's just not going it literally just cannot be the same pregnancy and that is and that gives just an ounce of 
relief or hope. I think the hope mm-hmm. is in the kid that you did have, right? In in mm-hmm. the pregnancy, in the birth that was a success in the end, right? Like, um, yeah, it just, there's, there's hope. So I think allow yourself to feel that hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing we talk about a lot is this concept of um, our own person, you know, like our narratives of our journey, which we belong to us, but then our kids also have kind of like their own narratives of, of who they are and what their NICU journeys are for them. I wonder how you kind of plan on, on talking to your boys about this. You know, how will you share with um, Owen about his NICU experience and with Luke about what CDH is and what this means for you and your family? You know, how, what part of the, the story this was for them? One day I know that I'm going to have to tell Owen about his birth and I know one day conceptually they will understand that their births were different and right now that is not the case because they are so little (laughs) but there's parts of Owen that shine through um, that relates to his birth and his medical condition like he has a scar doesn't really pay attention to it but it exists and they point to each other's belly and uh, Luke will sometimes point at the scar but then there's Owen who is so in tune with I don't know how to explain it but just like with medicine he has his own like thesoscope and listens to the dog's heart, to Luke's heart, to dad's heart, to mine, to his. So he already just like has this sort of like spiritual medical experience that I think Luke and him will almost figure it out together. Like they'll figure out that there's I don't I don't know exactly how to articulate it. We're kind of uh, hitting you with some hard hitters because you're so wise <laughs> and very thoughtful. I'm not wise. Yeah. But I understand what We're you're like, saying. We're like, "Oh, this question's yeah. not on the list." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I get what you're saying though. Like they are they're going to figure out their own identities in the constructs of each other alongside each other their whole lives right um and even even though they're too young to really comprehend everything that happened like even what you just described it's clear how it's representing in a developmentally appropriate way right the way that they're doing this play and the seeing um and in certain ways it's kind of cool that owen is older because he has this kind of like you said that's that spirituality like the Mm understanding that connection um to his body in the world that that yeah. Luke doesn't but then he models it for Luke right then Luke gets to learn that part of the world in a little way that um that he wouldn't if Owen wasn't his big brother right no that's thank you Martha for articulating that for me because that's exactly what I what I mean um 
they sort of just teach each other about mm-hmm. you know their their experience i mean even owen he has his inhaler and he has like a spacer yeah. and so luke i'll just pretend with luke because then luke is like oh i want to try so i'll put the spacer to to his <laughs> face and like he'll breathe <laughs> and, and so they i feel like they just they're gonna end up having each other's backs like yes these these experiences mm-hmm. are are different but they don't i don't i even think when they're older that's not going to make a huge difference in their you know their their true identity um I think it has, like, a, just a really big effect on the parents, right? Because we're the ones that were there. We're the ones that experienced it. We're the ones that are going to have lifelong anxiety because we're parents. <laughs> um, but to them, it's just going to be a thing that happened. And, um, and yeah, they're, I think, yeah, I just think they're going to teach each other. Um, mm-hmm in a really awesome way like brothers do they're two peas in a pod yeah they really are (laughs) so sweet well maybe as a final question one thing that we again talk about a lot is just bonding with our babies and when you bond with your baby in like a very high risk medical uh environment you can kind of you know, wonder like, well, would bonding feel different or be any more significant or less significant if it wasn't in such a high risk medical situation? So could you speak a little bit about what bonding was like and, you know, maybe how it differed or maybe how it was the same? Sure. Bonding was very different, but the outcome was the same. So the experience of bonding was different, but the outcome was the same, right? Which is, I love mm-hmm. my kids mm-hmm. unconditionally, and my heart grew two sizes right. bigger. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't right. think was possible. Um, and with Owen, it was a very intimate way of bonding <laughs> that... I mean, it was intimate with, with Luke, too. They're just different. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was intimate with Owen in the sense that I could hold his hand, and I fell in love with that little tiny hand because it's the only thing that I could hold and touch. Mm. And then over the course of our stay, I could then... I could hold him and so that experience was different and that was intimate and the emotions were tenfold um I think with Luke I could hold him right away and maybe that's the piece where it does sort of feel like when you were talking about the two different experiences and if one you know if Luke's experience made Owen's a little bit better I think in the moment where I was able to bond with Luke and hold him in the hospital bed that's where I felt like I was holding both my boys that's where I felt like I was holding Luke so much harder because I didn't get that with Owen right so um Mm -hmm. that was really special it wasn't which is so strange right because it's they're two different kids, but I was holding Luke and Owen intimately and bonding in that way, but it was just Luke. I think what I hear 
so beautifully throughout your episode is that both pregnancies, both experiences, both births, both bonding uh, newborn stages had their own forms of beauty and significance and one didn't negate the other. One wasn't necessarily better than the other. Um, they both were stunning and beautiful in their own ways and you do such a good job of articulating that of just that both of your boys' stories are miraculous and beautiful because it's their own and um, how lucky are your boys to have a mom that sees that and that celebrates that um, and you do that so well and I'm sure is a yeah. big reason that they're so bonded and yeah. so close yep. um, and so kudos to you friends. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You really strike me as somebody who's incredibly thoughtful, you know, um, mm -hmm. and you're very introspective and understanding where you're at and considering your boys at every step and considering what this means for them. I don't know if we've had a guest who's really just um, who's who's put as much thought and, and precision into your responses. Do you know what I mean? You're. Um, mm -hmm. And I agree with Ashley. I think that is a testament to how you are as a parent too, right? Just like full of, of care and, and thoughtfulness for your boys and who they are, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. Considering all this, all the work that you've put in and all of um, the things that you survived to be here. And I can't mm -hmm. cry because I, can't, I literally have, there's no room <laughs> for the tears to go. It's all congested. <laughs> so now I'm just going to sniffle even more. <laughs> oh, I no, I love you guys. Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, the journey has been really, really long. I still have a psychiatrist. I still have a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't say that I'm all healed up and I'm on my own now. No, because it's it's yeah, it's still it's still a practice and it takes time. Um, I just yeah yeah the the. I don't know how else to, I think, really get across that it's going to be okay. That if you do get pregnant again or you have another kid, if you foster or adopt another kid, which is something that my husband and I have talked about, um, it's, it's going to be okay because it's different and they're beautiful and special in their own right. Um, I'm just really, I'm really happy to have both of them. It was all a very scary experience, but fear does not triumph the happiness that they can bring, right? <laughs> so I feel very, yeah. very, very, very blessed and very lucky to be their mom. <laughs> They're crazy. <laughs> they are so funny. I def I highly recommend going and looking at these <laughs> pictures again. They're so uh -huh. freaking cute. So cute. You guys are funny. Yeah. Like you say that and then people come and follow me on, on Instagram and I love it. I always accept it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm so, I'm so grateful. They're like, oh, I have to see these hooligans. <laughs> They are like they're on like tractors and they're with the dogs and they're doing funny mm -hmm. things. They're just like the best. Yeah. And you have like mm -hmm. a magical home for, for them to be in. And you guys. And, <laughs> anyway, Camille is a 10 out of 10. That's all I have to say. Oh, Can you tell that we like really think you're great? We can't, like, can't stop complimenting you <laughs> throughout the episode. Well, I love it. Well, Camille, thank you so much for coming back and sharing both journeys of your boys. And um, we hope that 
for all of the moms listening, you hear loud and clear that it's going to be okay, that you are making the best decisions for your family, and that you're worthy of the support that you need to get through each and every day, whether that's healing from the NICU, whether that's pregnancy or growing your family after the NICU, you're worthy of that care. And so we love you mamas, no matter where you are in your family building journey, we just hope that you hear loud and clear that you're the best mom for all of your kids and you can do this. So we love you. We'll be back next week for another episode, but have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. If you loved this episode, we'd be so grateful for a review on any of the podcast platforms. And we'd love to continue connecting with you via our social media pages or our private Facebook group. And ultimately, Nikki Mama, welcome to the sisterhood. 